Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be, the West Coast, the East Coast, or somewhere in between. You found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions. They're a company that have resources that make sense. And just to give a shout out to some of the vendors at Moda real quick, shout out to Lino Morris, CEO of Pure Biotics USA, who's got a product that can not only depathogenize your business location, but also your home. We've got Chris Benson, who can save you up to 95% on your merchant processing fees. And we've got Alan Lowe, the CEO of Vcard Global, who for $69 a year, he can turn around and put a digital app on your phone and on your customer's phone and replace all that printing cost and brochure cost off your business. This is an amazing company called Moda. And if you want to get access to them, you just simply pick up the phone, 858 858- 251-4640. That's 858-251-4640. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us at toll-free 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. Or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. That's B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. Well, if you own a small business or you're looking to start one or you want to elevate your brand and expand your reach of your small business today, you have reached the right show. We are focused on small business issues that are pertinent to you that make a difference in your life as a small business owner out there today. Today, we're going to be talking about capital markets, more importantly, access to capital markets. If you're a small business out there today, you know exactly how important it is to have capital, to have M-O-N-E-Y in your bank account. It's pretty tough to run a business operation, pay expenses, and continue to expand your reach if you don't have any cash at hand. So we're going to be talking about the EIDL. We're going to be talking about the 3PP. And where are we? With that, I have some incredible guests today with me today. My first one is Marshall Verano, who is a CPA. He's a tax partner in San Diego, California office of Cone Resnick. Cone Resnick is the 11th largest CPA public accounting firm in the United States, so they are not lightweights. Marshall has 35 years of experience in public accounting, assisting business and individual clients with tax compliance, planning, and entity structuring. His practice consists of mid-size manufacturing and distribution, high biotech, renewable energy, hospitality, and wow, cannabis companies. From their origins in 1999, Marshall wasn't around then, Cone Resnick has become one of the largest accounting, tax, and business advisory firms in the United States. Welcome, Marshall Verano, to Business Buzz. Thanks, Frank. Really happy to have you on the show. I'm also joined by Kelly 
Beauchene. And if you saw the smelling of her last name, I have no idea how he pronounced that right. Kelly is an ISMA, Intelligence Solutions Management Advisor in New Hampshire. Boy, is that going to be a hot topic state here in the political slant of things up and coming. And she's well recognized for her expertise and specialty in working for the best outcomes for individuals and small businesses in her community. And beyond that, her personable and articulate approach to many dawning issues now facing the small business community in New Hampshire and beyond are worthy of the recognition of her dedication and service that exemplifies her expertise. She's very active in local business organizations, chambers of commerce, and outside nationally scope organizations that can complement her already robust platform of consultative service platforms. Welcome, Kelly Beauchene, to Business Buzz. Thank you very much, Frank. We're really happy to have you. Let's start with you, Marshall. PPP stands for Paycheck What? Protection Plan. Oh, wow. Let me ask you a question, Marshall. You've been pretty, pretty active in this arena, right? Especially in the restaurant community down in San Diego. Can you just kind yeah. of scope for us a little bit these 3P loans and, you know, basically where everything stands right now? Yeah, so we had the first round of PPP loans that came out months ago. And I will say the majority, I will say probably 95% of my clients that applied did receive the loans. And that was because we were very proactive and got them ready right at the beginning of the process. That money, uh, they're having a new potential second round of PPP loans. And this is the Republican, part of the Republican stimulus package called the HEALS Act, which is Health Economic Assistance Liability Protection and Schools Act, quite a mouthful. But basically what that would do is extend the PPP lending facility, but it would change it. So it would generally be for smaller businesses with 300 or less employees or businesses that show at least a 50% decline in revenue compared to a previous year's quarter. So it's definitely targeted to smaller companies. So you're telling me that basically the red flags or the pitfalls of the 3P program uh, where American Airlines got God knows how many millions of dollars and whatnot, and then turned right around and laid off 30,000 employees. Is that what this new uh, action is addressing? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, Frank. I mean, I think there was a lot of complaints about who originally received those loans. And in fact, what you saw there was confusion, right? Because the, the CARES Act put the PPP loan into our system, but you didn't really have Treasury, Small Business Administration, or the IRS talking to each other. So there was a lot of confusion. And I think what happened was everybody applied immediately thinking they were all eligible. And then guidance started to come out and some of those larger companies that you were talking about realized hey, we really weren't eligible. So a lot of them did pay that money back. But yes, this new, this new round is focused on the folks that really need it. Yeah, that's amazing. And especially the size and the magnitude of the firm that you, uh, you know, basically are a tax partner with, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, amazing to me in the fact that, you know, here we have the money, now we don't have the money. Has that created a line now, Marshall, especially in your practice or for Cone Resnick as a whole nationally? Yeah, I think I think the problem is with the crisis still going on as it is, many businesses haven't been able to get up to full speed and they probably won't for the near future. So 
how do they survive? And many of our clients have made adjustments from the hospitality clients. They've tried to do service outside, mm. delivery, a lot of creative things, but that can only take you so far. And for some of my clients that have bar venues, they can't do anything because they're all indoors. So they're just hanging on and hoping things are going to change. So yes, until we get some, some sense of normalcy, I mean, we need money to keep these businesses going. You know, Marshall, there seems to be a lot of confusion. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, the CEO, the founder of Voice America would have wanted to be on this show today, as a matter of fact, because he got a pretty substantial 3P loan uh, for Voice America some months back, and he had some questions on his mind, which I probably haven't picked up the phone and call you, okay? But the bottom line here is that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, question marks over the tops of these small businesses. You know, SBA sometimes isn't the easiest people in the world to reach, Right to get your questions answered. And that's where you come in as the client's personal advisor. That's the reason why I call the CPA a client's personal advisor. You like that one? Um, So, so you know, how can we really communicate today to those small business owners out there that have these massive questions over their head? Now they found themselves in the midst of this loan. The money's running out. Oh my, where do we go from here? I think the best thing to do, and and I, I will say, I, you know, the SBA had a difficult task because as I said, this was put together quickly in the CARES Act and probably wasn't consult, SBA wasn't consulted with. So what happened was folks like us, CPA firms, banks, they started sending questions to the SBA trying to clarify the massive amount of confusion that was out there. And so pretty much what you, you had over the past few months is the SBA issued FAQs maybe every couple weeks where they address some of these questions. I think if anybody has questions, they should go to the Small Business Administration website and look at the most recent FAQ. I think it was issued about a week ago. And it is very comprehensive. It talks about all the changes that have occurred from the original rules under the loan forgiveness provisions. And it answers a lot of the questions that service providers like us and our clients have had. So you should go to it. It's about the, the FAQ is about 25 or 30 pages long, and it really addresses a lot of those issues. My goodness, that's a lot of writing, Marshall. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, there were a lot of, there was a lot of confusion on how loan forgiveness is going to apply, what you can use the funds for. And I think they really clarified, clarified it. And in fact, they've made it more what I will call taxpayer friendly. I mean, before there was the big, the big uh, hurdle you had to get over where you had to spend 75% of your PPP money on payroll costs, qualified payroll costs to even qualify for forgiveness. Well, now they've lowered that to 60%. So that's a huge thing. And there were other changes as well. So they're being a bit more forgiving. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's more flexibility. I mean, the restaurant industry, for example, complained because originally there, there's a provision which says your loan forgiveness might be hair, might, there might be a haircut on that if you do not hire back to the level you were before the, the crisis and bring salaries back to that same level. And that cutoff date was June 30th. Well, a lot of our clients they weren't going to be able to make that 
So they've extended that to December 31st. Okay. You know, Marshall, you are a tremendous resource to small businesses and whatnot, and you can be reached at Moda, right? 858-251-4640. So if you're a small business out there today or you're a restaurant, which uh, believe me, Marshall excels at, that's a large part of his clientele, you need to give him a buzz right now over at Moda. Thank you very much, Marshall. Kelly, moving on to you. EIDL. Talk to me. What's the difference between this EIDL piece of the SBA and the 3P? Sure. So EIDL is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. And basically, um, there are some key differences. The EIDL is not um, forgiven as the 3P loan is. Um, so it's, it's basically, you know, a working capital loan. Um, there aren't any specific uses for the funds as where PPP was a certain percentage for payroll and then a certain percentage for other um, costs. Um, obviously, and then as well as the forgiveness piece. So, um, so the EIDL, uh, just to let you know some of the specifics on that, the EIDL is the one that included the um, up to $10,000 advance. Uh, that was one of the first things that was introduced as soon as COVID hit and these relief options were being announced by the SBA. Um, originally, it's a $10,000 advance period. But what happened, they had such an incredible um, outcry for folks looking for this, this, uh, this funding that they had to uh, put a, a $1,000 per employee up to 10 employees um, guideline on it. So that, you know, changed the game for a lot of people that thought they were applying for a $10,000 advance and ended up with $1,000 for each employee. Um, well, Kelly, I just happened to be a small business owner. I have a small business here, medical aesthetics practice here in Yorba Linda. And Mm -hmm. I made application about as quick as I could way back when in April 5th. We just got funded just a few days ago. What the Sam Hill's going on here? Never got an email, never got a reminder. There wasn't an ounce of follow-up coming from the SBA. I just get this incredible start call out of the blue. Hey, your application's up. You need to give us a call. What's going on here, Kelly? Exactly. So, um, and that, that is, that is how that's been working, um, honestly. So what happened again, they were so incredibly overwhelmed by the uh, number of applicants that they had and the number of businesses that were crying out for this assistance. They were just simply overwhelmed. Um, I remember at one time, I think it was back in April, the SBA actually had um, an, a, a listing on their homepage of, they were hiring people. They were hiring temporary people to help them process all of these applications between the EIDL and the PPP. Um, so it, it, it just—it was just time. It was just a complete overwhelm, just trying to keep up with all of the demand. Um, and so I had the same emails started pouring in. I'd say probably mid June, maybe. Um, basically saying, okay, we're ready to move forward with your loan application. And these were for clients who had uh, applied for, because in essence, what you were doing was if you applied for the advance, you were actually applying for the EIDL. Um, So two months later, you know, they're like, okay, uh, let's move forward. You know, let's continue your application. And of course, you know, my clients, they, they weren't interested in EIDL anyway. They were interested in PPP because the PPP offered the forgiveness portion. You know, Kelly, if I didn't have a well-run business and I didn't check my emails regularly, which I do, okay, or if I didn't check my phone, I probably would have, you know, missed out on this, right? And and the other thing is this, the length of time, and we're talking months here, I could have been out of business and never got that phone call. 
And I keep asking myself, how many people are out there? And I asked the loan broker, not loan broker, but the loan officer of the SBA, how many people have you got lined up? He said 500,000 right now. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. And they're moving through it like mud. You know, they really are. You know, I understand the process and, and, you know, the, the, the demand is, is incredible. I mean, it's unprecedented. Um, you know, but again, the, the EIDL is something that, you know, that's been around for, for quite a while. This was not a new thing, um, you know, that came out with COVID. Um, this is if a governor certifies that at least five small businesses in a disaster area have suffered substantial economic injury mm-hmm. as the result of a disaster. Um, that's when they, they activate the EIDL program. Absolutely amazing. Kelly, we're going to be moving towards a break here and whatnot, but you sound to me like you know your subject matter on EIDL back there in New Hampshire. And mm-hmm. uh, this morning, I, I found out that uh, you've actually uh, consented to become a vendor at Moda. Is that correct? That is correct. Very well, cool. Excited. Cool. So we can reach you through there. It's a heck of a lot easier to track you down now. Okay. Right. We're going to be taking a quick break here. You're on with Marshall Verano and unbelievable Kelly Beauchene back in New Hampshire. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Modus Business Solutions, and we're going to be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Well, welcome back. You're with Frank Kellering. I'm your host on Business Buzz. I had two incredible guests the first half of the show, Marshall Verano and Kelly Beauchene. But now we're going to be moving on to Christian Pultager. I hope I said that right, Christian. Yeah, sometimes I, abs- sometimes I just really just, you know, butcher last names. Uh, so if I did that, I apologize. Intercapital Network, which is what you own, Christian, is a local business that has identified a growing need for financial solutions for startups, small businesses, and real estate investors. Christian Plotegger is a man behind the mission at Intercapital Group. Born in Germany, raised in Italy, Christian knows a lot about the inner workings of businesses, both domestically and internationally. He is well known for being a friend of the small business when it comes to capital acquisition. Welcome to the show, Christian. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem. Listen, Christian, business capital is always an absolutely burning question in the mind of small businesses out there. You just heard on the front end of the show what the government can do. Let me ask you a question. When that money runs out, where does the small business go? Well, that's a good question because uh, money is running out, has run out, and now businesses are coming looking for some alternative sources. And um, I have been swamped lately by calls from uh, many businesses of different kinds trying to find, uh, you know, capital for the business to go on and be able to bridge the gap, you know, from uh, the uh, SBA financing to the real market financing. And that can be a challenging task right now. You know, we all know, Christian, that usually when a business gets started, usually it's borrowed funds or you take money from your mortgage on your house, right? Uh, Or you turn around and bury your credit cards or basically you look around for an angel investor. I used to be in, in, uh, you know, venture capital, commonly known as vulture capital, right? (laughs) Hard money loans, different things like this. You know, there's always the predators out there, right? At this, especially now, you know, uh, basically preying on small businesses. How do you basically, you know, work around that uh, as far as that, you know, offsetness or their pushback that you're going to get from small businesses, not really understanding or really, you know, looking at you as a real time solution. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I work primarily in a subprime market, so I'm not really, uh, I work with non-bankable clients and basically plans that go to their own bank, try to get a loan and cannot qualify for the loan. Mm. I always recommend to, you know, go first to your own bank where you have a relationship because that could be the first and most valuable option for you uh, financially and also for the cost point of view. If that doesn't work, then I come into play. And uh, it really depends on your situation. Every, every business owner has a different situation. And especially now in this kind of crisis, we have, uh, they have divided the clientele in different you know, categories. So you have the essential workers, you know, and you have the non-essential businesses. So mm-hmm. uh, that creates a little disparity between, uh, businesses in which you really have to know who you're dealing with before you can pre-qualify for a specific loan. You know, let's talk a little bit about what the banks do with small businesses, okay? Yeah. Like in my business, right? 95% of my business is credit cards, all right? Very few cash transactions, very few checks. Matter of fact, you're getting away from that as you well know. 
can't even get change in a Ralphs anymore, right? The Federal Reserve Bank uh, took the change out of the out of the supermarkets. I can't believe it, but that's another show topic. Here's my question: The banks, if they see a you know really healthy cash flow, right, through that per- merchant processing, and then yeah. they see that the business is struggling a little bit, all of a sudden they'll come on line with AR financing, accounts receivable financing, where yeah. they'll finance those credit card merchant processing transactions. Talk a little bit about that because I'm running across a lot of small businesses that have been caught up in that and mm-hmm. it's almost like a sinkhole. Yeah. Well, if you're talking about credit card transaction, you're probably talking about cash business, which, you know, like restaurants and uh, operators that work mainly with retailers, you know, with end customers. Um, yeah, banks don't really like those kind of business, I'll be honest with you. I mean, they just uh, don't like the uh, cash flow business because they think there's a lot of money that goes sideways and uh, it's not declared on the tax returns. Which mm-hmm. That's what they base the approval from, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, getting a line of credit from a bank institution is kind of difficult. Um, it's always been difficult and right now it's almost impossible. Yeah, so, let's, talk, let's talk about that a little bit, okay? Like, example, I have a paid-for house here, you know, beautiful Mission Viejo, California, on the golf course, well over a million dollars in equity in this, pro- in this property. If I went right now to Wells Fargo, where I have a couple of corporate accounts, I would venture to say I would be hard-pressed mm-hmm. to get a equity line of credit on this house. Why is that, Christian? In the midst of a crisis like we are now all experiencing, why are the banks so tight, well, banks are tied because of the uncertainty of the market. They don't know what's going to happen, and they are, they just, everybody is you know, pushing the pause button. They want to weigh it out and see what happens, if anything is going to change. Especially now in election year coming up, they, they, there are a lot of uh, announce, and uh, they just play safe. They just don't fund any money anymore. They don't fund any loans. Unless you're an essential business, and then they look into it. Also, uh, when the uh, PPP program came out from the SBA, mm-hmm. Most banks decided to focus only on SBA PPP because uh, uh, all the resources were going that direction. All the workers were focused on, that, on PPP. They weren't lending on anything else but PPP. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, if you want to get a traditional uh, loan, like a traditional SBA loan for an acquisition, a merger, or even to buy a real estate property, you can get it. They weren't offering it. They're just focusing on the PPP. Now, I think it's, now it's over, so it's, it's, it's in a transition now. So, the, the transition more towards and opening up again to, towards the traditional financing, but it's still very tight. They're starting now to loosen up a little bit. Let's walk through a scenario, Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a small business owner. I burn through my EDL. I burn through my 3PP money, right? I'm waiting for Nancy Pelosi to get her head together back there in Congress to listen to what President Trump is saying about what Marshall alluded to and the fact that PPP funding is basically in a state of hamstring, right? Mm -hmm. But now, you know, there's all kinds of new provisions and whatnot that could really benefit small businesses, but I really can't count on that. Mm -hmm. And I need capital. So I come to you, Christian, and I tell you, yeah, I got a paid-for house, you know, uh, Christian, I've got a pretty viable business, but I can't get capital anywhere. How can you help me, Christian? Well, again, it depends on the business you, you run. If it's an essential business, or it's a non-essential business. So let's start from there. And then also, is it a retail kind of operation or is it a business-to-business operation? So there are different kind of scenarios you got to look into and, and, and identify the, the type of business you're in. So different products for the type of business you're in. 
So for instance, if you have a retail business and you uh, run credit cards, you can still run, you know, uh, advances on the processing. That's still available to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's costly in most of the time, but it's still possible. If you have outstanding balances, you know, on previous loans that you had, you know, previously from COVID or even during COVID and you want to consolidate, right now there are some companies that do consolidation or even reverse consolidation. So that's also an option at this point in time for cash businesses. If you want a business-to-business operation, you still have, uh, you know, account receivable filing still running. That's asset-based lending is still running. Of mm-hmm. course, there are going to be some red tapes you're going to have to overcome. Like, for instance, if you go for an you know, application over a million dollars, most likely you're going to get a request of having or producing a COVID contingency plan. So what it is, it's like a small business plan explaining how you're going to overcome the, you know, the, all the red tapes and uh, restriction that COVID is going to impose on your business, depending on the reason you're in. And so they want to know if you have a clear idea how you're going to overcome this and if you have also a, um, a projection on your revenue that you're going to generate to the business with a new contingency plan in place. So based on that, you know, you, you can still get some money. And, and if you have real estate, actually, that's the easiest to get uh, still cash out. Like, for instance, uh, there's a, a product out there today that just came back from, uh, from you know, after COVID. And uh, you can pull out equity from your personal property or investment property. And it's not even a loan. It's just an equity share. And you pull out the equity from your property and you don't have any payments for 30 years. You just get the cash out or you can use whatever you want. So that's, that's one way to do it. It doesn't require any DTI ratio. It doesn't require much of a credit, although they look at it, you know, you need to have like a 660 or higher, but you know, it's possible it's out there and I can find it for them. Yeah. And that's a key issue, you know, FICO today, right? I mean, FICO is almost like a yo-yo, you know, I, I follow my FICO all the time and, and at times, you know, it's like, wow, you know, what happened, you know, Uh, and then all of a sudden it's back up again. So for that type of an issue and whatnot, especially in your realm, Christian, how, how do you, you know, kind of address that, you know, uh, as far as FICO, and is that really a deterrent or is that a stopping point for small business? Don't even think about going to see Christian because my FICO is not high enough. Yeah, well, it depends on the type of financing there as well because uh, uh, some products even don't require any personal FICO score. They look at the business performance, so you can overcome that in certain ways. Uh, there are ways to do it. Of course, you know, if you have a good credit, it helps. It helps with the cost of the loan and also the type of you can qualify for. So, you know, I, I always recommend people to kind of forecast if possible. That's always my suggestion. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't max out your credit cards. You know, if you know that you're going to need money, don't just use all resources and then apply for a loan. I mean, try to plan ahead and, and, and make sure that your credit is in check and apply for the loan where you don't actually need it right now, but you know you're going to eventually, you know, need it in the future, in the short, you know, future. Right. You know, Christian, always, you know, anything I ever looked at in business in my career over 50 some odd years, I always looked at the best case scenario or the worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Let's talk about worst case scenario. Let's talk about, let's say a restaurant that's totally underwater. Okay. And the reason why I'm hinging off that is because I had a CPA Marshall on the front half of the show. Most of his clients are in restaurants and I'm sure there's a few out there that are exactly epitomizing what I'm saying right now. Totally mm-hmm. underwater. Absolutely, you know, buried. Mm-hmm. How are you going to help them? Well, I mean, 
the issue here is that every lender is going to look for the ability to repay the loan. So they want to know that you have the ability to pay the loan one way or another. So they're going to look at, we can look at different kinds of scenarios. I mean, you're going to have to show the ability to do that. So either because you have assets or you have cash flow, it has to be one or the other. Sometimes we can even work just with credit. So it can be one, the first, the second, or the third option. Either you have good credit or you have assets or you have cash flow. Those are the three items you're going to have to show in order to be able to qualify for a loan. Hey, Frank. Yep. This is Marshall. Can yeah, I maybe just add something here? Sure, go there, ahead. There is another facility for funding that people maybe aren't aware of that they might want to look at. It's called the Main Street Lending Program. Mm -hmm. And this program, it's not forgivable. The interest rates are closer to what normal bank loan interest rates are. But this program is out there. It's available now, and basically it, it looks at what the business was doing prior to the COVID crisis. So if they mm -hmm. were not, as you say, underwater prior to that, they'll probably qualify for this program. So um, I just throw that out there as something folks might want to look at. Well, Marshall, now that you threw it out there, we're not fishing here, okay? This isn't a bobber that's going down the middle of a lake. You got the contact information on what you just addressed? Yeah, um, the the website, I'll have to, maybe I can send it to the program. The, the website has, I actually have a document that, again, it's an FAQ. It's, it's probably about 20 pages long. It tells you how you apply for the program, what the limits are, the, the loan limits, how does it work, and it, it's really comprehensive. And I, I think, I actually was listening to the news the other day, not a whole lot of people jumped on this when it first came out. So I think if you have a relationship with a lender, ask them about the Main Street Lending Program and, and see if it's something that might work for them. So it's MainStreetLending.com. Is that the website? Uh, yeah, let me, I have to check the website here. Yeah. Would you do that real quick? Yep. Christian, were you aware of this? <laughs> yeah, I knew. I, I think it was a sponsored uh, program from the government. Hey, Barry recall correctly. Okay, cool. Well, you know, it's all about putting resources out there for small businesses, Guy Marshall. So I'm so glad you jumped in there. We wouldn't yeah, want to have to. Actually, um, I think if you go to the, it's www.uschamber.com. Mm -hmm. And that's the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I think they have a link to the, the website about the program there. Well, great. Thank you very much, Marshall. I really appreciate that. Back to you, Christian. Mm -hmm. How long does it take as far as turnaround and whatnot? Guy comes through your door, sits down. Here's my problem, Christian. You take the docs and whatnot. You take it out to your markets and whatnot. What are we looking here as far as like a turnaround time where that cash is actually in the, in the hands of that small business? Yeah. Well, it depends on the type of loan. You know, if it's a cash-based loan, it's probably faster than an asset-based loan. Uh, the difference is the due diligence that you do on the business. So if it's just cash flow, all you need to do is look at the uh, cash flow, you know, by bank statements or uh, transaction on the credit cards, and you can issue a loan pretty much, I would say, within 24 hours or 48 hours. It still happens. Uh, if you have to go with an asset loan, then, you know, things can change. Time can be a little longer, especially if you have real estate involved in the assets in which you need an appraiser to go out. If it's a commercial kind of property, you, you know, sometimes they ask you for have, uh, to have a, an environmental inspection on it. 
So that can take a little longer in order to get it done. And I would say at that point, anywhere between 30, 45 days. You know, uh, we talked about the best case scenario and, and uh, the worst case scenario, but it just kind of keeps rearing its ugly head in, in my mind right now. Let's say you do that incredible TD, right? Turn down mm-hmm. to a small business. Yeah. Are you willing to stay in relationship with that guy? Maybe get him to a credit counselor, maybe get him other resources and whatnot that can bring him back full circle 180, uh, possibly into your world and you can help him maybe six months down the road? Yes, I've done it before and actually that's part of my job. I, that's why I call myself consultant more than a broker mm-hmm. because uh, my job is actually to help people, small business, to get to the point where they can become bankable again. So I take a non-bankable business and try to get them to the bankable situation. So, for instance, if the issue is the credit, you know, I work with the organizations that can help you with that. So I don't do it myself directly, but I can, you know, recommend you to somebody who's actually doing that. And, um, and um, instruct you and the uh, you know, organization on what is needed in order to get the loan approved. So they can work on, on the back end to get you to the point in which you can qualify for a loan again. That's great, Christian. Listen, you've been a great guest. We're going to move towards break here. Before I do that, I'm going to get this out. Uh, Business Buzz has been in conversation uh, with an organization called Cookies. Cookies to Cops, C-O-O-K-I-E-S-T-O-C-O-P-S.com. And it looks like we're going to take them on as a branding uh, for Business Buzz on the show and whatnot to push it out to small business owners to adopt a cop, adopt a cop. You know, our first defenders are important to our lifeblood. Our first defenders are important to the lifeblood of this nation. And not just police officers, but fire and EMTs. And so we're moving down that road and whatnot. And so we're going to be giving you more and more information about this. But we're going to take a quick break here right now. You're listening to Business Buzz with Marshall Verano, Kenny, Bo, Shane, and Christian. Oh, my goodness. Plathager, right, Christian? And (laughs) we're coming to you live on the Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Moda Business Solutions. And we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. 
cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, you're back with Frank Hellring on Now Business Watch, our live call-in portion of the show. I've still got Marshall Verano, and I've got Bo Shane, Kelly Bo Shane with me, an IMSA out of New Hampshire, and I've also got Christian Plotthager, who is a small business loan consultant. And hey, guys, we have a watchword at Business Buzz called Meet, Collaborate, and Grow. And Meet really stands for, you know, you got to like people you do business with, right, when you meet them? Otherwise, why would you do business with them? Then we that second word is collaborate, which means you've got intellectual property. I've got intellectual property. All we got to do is find the fits, and it makes sense to put together some type of a mechanism, right? But the most important thing is we got to come up with a growth model so we can make a profit together. Does that make sense? Definitely. You bet. So let me ask you a question. You're all in the same room now on the live call-in. Did anybody see a way that you guys can kind of collaborate and do business together this morning? Yeah, I mean, I think all of our businesses with respect to helping our clients continue in this environment, we all can offer something to each other and uh, Christian and Kelly as well to my clients. Absolutely. I agree. Andrew, we have a call in. You're bugging my ear right now. Okay. We have a Duncan, a Duncan from Florida. Duncan's here. Duncan, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Frank. Yeah, you're calling from the other orange state, right? Of course, we won't go there because we'll get an I argument. am. <laughs> Listen, thanks for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. thanks, thanks for calling into the show. You're on live with Marshall Verano, Christian Plutter, and Kelly Bo Shane. And we've been talking about EIDL and 3PP. And my engineer put a little bug in my ear and said, did you got some kind of mechanism out there that's been tracking this really since the inception? Is that true? I do. I do. Uh, it sounds a little funny. Uh, but we started something called COVID Loan Tracker. And about a week after PPP started, my wife and I, who are both small business owners, were quite frustrated that we hadn't heard anything. And so we put up a, basically what started as a survey uh, for small business owners to say when and where, when they'd applied and if they'd got money. And the idea was to figure out where PPP money was flowing. And uh, it very quickly blew up uh, nationwide, went viral, and Mark Cuban was tweeting about it, and we were on various TV sources. And so our community's grown to about 50,000 strong. And what we've changed into today 
at COVID Loan Tracker is to being a small business resource. So we've been running lots of webinars and helping small businesses navigate this, frankly, just morass of, of difficult funding uh, situations that they're facing and then how to figure out PPP forgiveness and idle and so forth. My goodness, let me ask you a question. You sound like a resource, Duncan. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got Marshall Verano, who's a tax partner in a nationally scoped CPA firm. I've got Kelly here, who's got a bank of clients back in New Hampshire. And I've got Christian here as a loan broker. I mean, to me, you, you've got a resource here and whatnot that's going to keep us uh, on track and informed, right? Uh, that's what we're trying to do. So actually, I, I've been listening the last few minutes, and I, I just want to comment about the Main Street Lending Program. Uh, that was brought up. I have some information about that that might be useful. So the Main Street Lending Program, if you don't mind. You have the floor, sir. So the Main Street Lending Program, in my opinion, in our opinion here, is one of the least successful parts of this and underutilized. And the reason why is most of the big lenders decided not to participate. So we partner with Fundera, who's one of the biggest, uh, they're basically a loan platform that sends out your loan application to a whole bunch of different banks. Hmm. And they and others didn't participate because one of the tenets of the Main Street Lending Program is that the business who applies has to has not qualified for PPP. So it has to be a business that doesn't qualify for PPP, which immediately eliminates so many businesses. Uh, and so that's why there hasn't been more utilization of what what's the six hundred billion dollar program. Did you say six hundred with a B? Yes, with a B. Main Street Lending is a six hundred billion dollar program from the Fed. But it has to, it can only be for businesses that are has to have less than fifteen thousand workers, which is huge, or less than five billion in revenue. But critically, it right says on the website it is not uh, the business has to be ineligible for PPP, and that's why most of the big players in the space have not participated in that program because it just eliminates you know ninety eight percent of the companies that could apply. Excuse me a second, Duncan. We got the CEO from Moda calling in. Uh, Andrew, bring in Donna. Donna, the CEO of Moda. Donna, are you there? I am here, Frank. Wow. Donna, we, Donna, we, Donna, Donna, no, it's absolutely unbelievable. To save time here, we have an incredible guest that just called in here that has a tracking mechanism for the 3P loans and EIDL. I'm thinking to myself, why couldn't you put this up on the Moda business site to you know, put this out and blast it out to small business owners to let them know what's going on? Oh, my gosh, you absolutely took my thoughts right out of my head. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, Duncan, I need, I need that calculator or whatever you have on the Moda Business Solutions website. This is, you know, something okay, that, yeah. that every business is going to want to have. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. So we've been, we've been doing a number of things. So we have a lot of data on when and where that money is flowing. Um, and we also have been doing a series of, of webinars and podcasts with, with big partners in the space. So people like Gusto, the payroll company, Fundera, Bench Accounting, to help small businesses get more information because there are so many small businesses right now that are struggling with, all right, how do I, I've got the PPP finally. Now, how do I get it forgiven? Because if I don't get this $100,000 PPP forgiven, I'm screwed anyway. Or should I take idle? What can I use the money on? And so we've been, we've really developed from a, at the beginning, just a survey into a real informational resource. And for everyone listening, it's covidloantracker.com. Correct me if I'm wrong, Duncan, didn't you tell me that you've already been interviewed by national media, CNN, et cetera, et cetera? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, so what happened, the story, our story is, Rita is my wife, we launched this on April 8th, just as sort of frustrated small business owners, to be honest. And within five days, what happened is, uh, Mark Cuban found this, uh, who's been an advocate of small business throughout this process, and he tweeted and put it on his LinkedIn. And so then it got a whole bunch of interest, and then we've had about 100 media features in the Washington Post, LA Times, uh, all over the place, and then we were, we got on... CNN had us live, NBC, um, and then Cheddar TV as well. Uh, we've been on all in the last month or so. Very um, good. So, we yeah, got it's gotten we, a lot of we, national exposure. Cool. We got another live call in. We got Lon Gibby of Gibby Media out of the beautiful state of Washington. Lon, are you there? Lon uh, and whatnot. Uh, you, uh, you own a media company, do you not? Yeah, Gibby Media, a 40 year old uh, media company based here in the Pacific Northwest in Spokane, Washington. Right. And you actually are the media consultant for Cookies to Cops, right? That is correct. Yeah, I'm working with uh, Whitewater Ministries, who's the company that uh, has developed the Cookies for Cops. It's a nonprofit, uh, 5013C organization, and they are doing an incredible job of reaching out to our wonderful law enforcement uh, community and letting them know how much we love and appreciate their work and let them know that we're behind them. And Lon, you've really got, you've got Mar- yeah, you got Marshall Verano, you've got Christian Pladegger, you've got Kelly Beauchene, you've got now Duncan from Florida. They're all business owners. Tell us a little bit about Cookies to Cops. All right. Well, Cookies to Cops, first of all, Joe Haven, the founder of that, is a Vietnam veteran. Uh, he's the founder of uh, Whitewater Ministries, and his focus is helping uh, the veterans who are struggling with PTSD and who are, uh, need to feel uh, get recovered from that, and their whole ministry is focused on that. So they are men that have, uh, the organizers of that, have had the experience of coming home from Vietnam, for example, and being treated very poorly, is uh, not respected by the by the public because they were told uh, they were bad people for fighting the war and. So they know they relate to the whole situation that's going on with the law enforcement group, and that they feel for them from, from their heart because they went through a similar thing. So they've decided to develop Cookies to Cops, which basically uh, meets with uh, with uh, police law enforcement agencies all over the country, where they will provide cookies and come in and meet with them and uh, let them know that they are they're loved and appreciated for their work and that we haven't forgotten them. So it's mainly uh, designed to to help them realize that they're not alone, and that they that again the, the the veterans are behind them, and the veterans are the ones driving this. By the way, the veterans from Vietnam uh, who experienced a similar situation that they, that they relate with the law enforcement people better than anybody else. You know, Lon, you and I have talked about possibly crafting an initiative for small business and, and, you know, pushing it out on this show uh, and whatnot for small businesses to adopt a cop, right, and get in line with uh, cookies to to cops across the United States. Uh, Marshall, let me ask you a question. Cohen Resnick, do you think they might be able to get behind something like this? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I don't don't call those shots. We We have a group that supports veterans' causes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I... It's something we might be interested in. Very cool. Kelly, out there in New Hampshire, you think you might be able to get excited about this? Oh, absolutely. I would love to be involved out here on the East Coast and kind of bring that out this way. 
You bet. Christian, were you going to put a dozen cookies on that desk of yours, the next small business guy that walks in? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to send them to you. Very cool. And it out well, there it, it, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect tie-in with small business because small business is the backbone of our country. We, pro- we provide more jobs than big business and, and government combined. And when, when we make a statement like that, reach out to law enforcement people, it makes a difference. It matters. So small business are really could be the flag bearer of this whole program. Absolutely. And Duncan out there in Florida, you think you might be able to get behind this with your two small businesses? Uh, absolutely. Of course we can. we got a platform to uh, push this out as well because we have so much attention for what we're doing. So absolutely. You betcha. And, you know, and you get, there's so much doggone bad news coming out of Florida. You know, it's about time we start getting some good headlines, right? <laughs> I absolutely agree. And, you know, yeah. just speaking of one more point, Frank, I want to thank you for doing this show. I think it's such a great idea. You know, one of the things that's come up with us, and I think all of us can attest to this, is, you know, small businesses account for half of the GDP of the United States. And thank you. what I think has become really obvious is that they, uh, they've been underserved greatly uh, recently. And so they're really hurting, and we need to help them out. Duncan, this show was crafted by Jeff Spinard and myself, who's the CEO and founder of Voice America, to be an advocacy platform for small businesses and a place where their voice could be heard, okay? And that's what it's all about. We're going to bring experts and resources, and we're going to mix it up in the live section where businesses have a chance to meet, collaborate, and God help us grow. Listen, you've all been great guests today. We have to move towards the end of the show. Marshall Verano, thank you very much for being here today. Christian Plockegger. Kelly Beauchene out of New Hampshire, and Duncan, thanks so much for calling in. Lon Gibby, you and I are not done. Uh, you and I have a lot to talk about <laughs> and whatnot. Okay, thanks for tuning in to Business Buzz Absolutely. today. If you'd like Thank to be you. a guest Thank or you, you have all. a business, you're Thank welcome. You Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Business Buzz Thank today. If you'd like to be a you. guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. Or you can email us at infobusinessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show and visit our website at businessbuzz.com. So if you want to know more about me, Frank Hellring, or what this show stands for, you go to www.businessbuzz.com. I always promo the next show, and the next show is going to be entitled Elevate Your Brand, Expand Your Reach. I'm going to have some powerhouses of Voice America on this program next week, and we're all going to talk about IP radio and IP TV of how to elevate your brand and expand your reach. So you don't want to miss this show if you want to enter the virtual world. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase week in, week out. Tune in next week as we bring in more guests and more resources to help your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.